something. I gotta eat better meals right now. All I'm eating is protein bars and sweets. All of all you're eating is protein bars and sweets. That's, That's it. That's all I'm eating. Chocolate. That, that is the postpartum diet of chocolate, Carly Harps. protein bars, and sweets. I'm like maybe a banana because it can be eaten with one hand. <laughs> That's literally it. Only thing is it can be eaten with one hand, or something I can put my hand into a bag of, namely chocolate so, covered so Maybe some chips. A little chips, chip action. Chips, chocolate covered pretzels, protein bars. Uh, that's it. And this is, baked this is, goods from your mom. So you're saying this is not the time you should be giving people nutritional <laughs> advice. Like, this is not. My... This is our daughter you are feeding right now. <laughs> she seems and, happy. She's happy. Her eyelash, whatever you're eating, her eyelashes grew at least three inches. Yeah, so something's working. So, so the donuts I, your mom baked, those are working. They're right, <laughs> the cookies, they're right into that That growth. is working. The chocolate bark, that is working also. Um, yeah, you you are big on the bark thins pretzel variation. Not as good as the pumpkin seed. Not even close, to be honest with I'd you. I'd say better. No. But I... No, because you even say there's pieces that don't have pretzel, which yeah, never happens with the chocolate it pumpkin. It is a disappointment. Yeah, I'd say I'm crushing a, a bag every two days. That's that's good work. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you got to you got to stay eating. You got to eat to live out here. I'm hungry. That and a lot of water. And I'd say I get like a good smoothie or some fruit thing in a day. I'd say you get a smoothie in every day. Being honest again, being <laughs> completely honest. This, this this is my real real truth from the out, outside yes. perspective. Definitely crushing the bark, the pumpkin bark. Yep. Or the chocolate pretzel bark. Whatever whatever bark thins option is sitting around the house. It's the snack in between anything. Definitely protein bars. Yep. In in the regime. Mm -hmm. Chips. Chips. You didn't mention you're going heavy on the chips. Yep. Uh, Other random snacks, just like general snacking Mm -hmm. food. And then one smoothie. One smoothie. And dinner. And maybe one meal. Yeah, and dinner. 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 That's it. Dinner. Because we've been cooking dinner yeah. every single night. Dinner's my only so. consistent one. And because I'm not doing coffee, I just chocolate. Is yeah. Any snack in between anything is chocolate. It's hey. my subtle caffeine plug. Or just your subtle little bit of joy. Touching your soul. <laughs> yes. I said touch my soul. The baby's not doing it. I need chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, so that's not taken out of context, the baby is awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate is the only thing bringing me joy these days. That's not true. I just like to, you know, have a joyful baby and eat chocolate at the same time. But but just for clarity, for those of you um, <laughs> who maybe would take that comment out of context, because this there's is the always, internet. And there's always one. <laughs> there's always one. And we, we may even do an episode soon about crazy internet comments that we get oh yeah especially as we've ventured into parenthood yes but just in general yeah true because we don't get negative ones thank you so much Mm -hmm. we just get crazy ones yeah and i know crazy is like kind of subjective but i'd say generally these are like across the board kind of crazy they're kind of crazy like i I don't they're not entirely negative or positive or like odd they're a little off they're they're like a mix of any kind like yeah there's just like a, a random mix and a lot of thoughts that you're like uh-huh. I'm not sure how you didn't stop yourself while you were typing. Like, you wrote that, you hit send, and you felt good about it. Yeah. That's confusing. And it, it's not like it was like they left the comment at two in the morning or something. Yes. It's not like a drunk text, no. essentially, is no. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. These are just like general comments. Yeah. That would be, yeah. I think we could do a multiple episode series yeah. on those. Because a lot of these feel like those drunk texts you send when you're like... 18 to 24, yeah. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, At least. however long you're drunk texting. The era that for us, I'm very glad Instagram stories didn't exist. And there was no like instant to the internet pipeline. Why, Yet, would, you, would you have been a rowdy storyer? I don't, I don't know. And therefore I think probably yes. Because I, I think 
the beauty of that time, because we were in college and I was a freshman in college in 2005. And so it was just digital cameras. Mm-hmm. You still had to wait till the next morning to look at them, which was hilarious. But and there, still upload them. And there was still a pipeline <laughs> to Facebook, but there was like, there could be a moment of edit, you know? But pre-filters. Pre, there was and, no and, filters. And you had no Photoshop game. No. So. It's as is. As is. You had to do good work on the makeup the night before. You had to be prepared. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, welcome to episode You're 17. still listening. <laughs> of Life in Commune. Uh, before we get the show rolling today, uh, if you would, please rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you do that. Mm-hmm. At. These vi- these podcasts will also become videos soon. Soon. I'm not putting dates on like, any I don't that. know why it you're is even soon. going it is, it is going soon. It, it will happen soon. Um, we are doing video forms of the podcast that will be available on both Instagram and YouTube very soon. Yeah, so you can consume all your things wherever it is that you can. Wherever it is. So you could, be, not... you could be watching us do this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just staring it at each other and laughing most yeah, of the time. Yeah, it is riveting. Yeah. Well, you know, they can see your outfit of the day. True. Yeah. I'm in jeans today again. Very good. Big win. Huge win. Big win. You know, in the mom life. Mm-hmm. I did see a funny, this is kind of off topic, but I, I saw a funny. We haven't really hit a topic yet. So <laughs> I haven't even distinguished we're, the topic. We're, we're about to get there eventually. Uh, I saw a meme that said, I used to think when I saw moms with wet hair, like, why couldn't they get it together? And now I just realize they're bragging. Because it so, means you got a shower that day. Because I was going to say last night, I got facts. a shower yesterday. It's a big win. I'm wearing jeans today. And I went to the dentist and got my teeth cleaned. So I basically feel like a whole new person. I will also say, also, bravo to you on getting your teeth cleaned. It was time. <laughs> it, was, it was time. <laughs> it, well, I hadn't had them cleaned since before I got pregnant. So, you know. It was time. It was time. It was just time. We'll mm-hmm. just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing for me is a parent that can have their hair down. Because... I mean, I'm just trying not to swear on the podcast, but fuck, anytime <laughs> you pick up Harvey, it is just a straight grab to the hair. Yes. Just just direct. That's why all those Instagram photos you see of a mom with like long, luscious locks and pretty hair, you're like, no way, that was just for the photo. That's up in one mm-hmm. second because it's a risk. You could lose a chunk. I mean, she is gra- two hands, mm-hmm. both sides. It's hard to debunk one and then mm-hmm. hope she doesn't go too hard on the other. You just got to leave it up on the, on the regular basis yeah. all the time. I all sleep time. with it up now. I don't even bother. Yeah, and the high top knot too. Yeah, on top of the head. Or the founding fathers pull back. That's more of you than me. You do the founding fathers sometimes I do too. too, but I'm saying it works for you because you could be a founding father. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I... this is a good segue into today's topic for the podcast because today wow. we're talking all about expectations. And if you had an expectation that we would be focused right away, you've been let down. <laughs> and, so... <laughs> and, for that, and for that, I am sorry. But but today we are going to talk about expectations but and before we talk about that, before we talk about that, before we get to the topic of uh, expectations we released a class series on alan moves oh we did today mm-hmm. as in wednesday and this will come out thursday early morning so if you hear this go to our instagrams use the code healthy click that link and you can get 30 days free on alan moves yes the new series is eight classes all about it's actually 10 is it 10 yeah it is. Oh, all right 10 classes i've really is. pushed you to the limit yeah 10 remember co- we were filming this and uh yeah, Carling's pregnant in the video, so all I'm three of us are in the video. 30 weeks pregnant me, filming these me, classes. Me, Carling, and Harv. And uh, so Carling's slowly crushing it in her, in her pregnancy. But also, 
with the way we did the classes, I think we did eight of the videos in one day. We did do eight in one day. And the next day we couldn't walk. At all. <laughs> At all. I couldn't believe how astronomically sore we were. I think we proved that the classes are effective, effective. but also that you should not do them all in one day. I wouldn't yes. recommend it. Yes. Yeah, so we did eight in one day. Then we did two of the restorative ones mm-hmm. the second day. second day, which was nice. Yes. But also, I, I just remember I was like, oh my gosh. I remember getting out of bed and be like, I cannot move. Cannot move. I cannot move. That was brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. Yes. So very effective series of classes. To help you have healthy hips and hamstrings. Yeah. Hence the title of the yes. classes. Yes. Most effectively used one class at a time. Mm-hmm. Or two. Yeah. I could say you could lean into two, especially if you do one of the active ones and one of the passive yeah, ones. Yeah, the dynamic stretching. Or two, two and... actives and one passive. I think you could totally do three, but don't do eight. Don't do eight. Save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but that's out. So you could check that out. You could practice with us online if mm-hmm. you use the Allo Moves. Or if you're looking to try Allo Moves or any online um, platform of mm-hmm. yoga classes, I think Allo Moves is a pretty good one mm-hmm. to be all all things stacked up. Our content's on there. Obviously, I really like our content. I really believe in that. Um, we spend a lot of time getting it ready to prepare it mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And there's also a lot of other really nice people on there. Yeah, so. and 30 days free is is a nice little perk. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if we can get a code for the podcast oh, yeah. specifically, that's too. That's a good idea. Um, we can we can chat with them about that. Mm-hmm. See if we can we can finesse it. Now, all right, ten minutes. I was in. gonna say how many minutes in? Are ten we right minutes now? in. All right, we are well. here and we are ready to talk about expectations versus anticipation, or just expectations in general. How to work with them? How what common yoga thought is around expectations? Mm-hmm. And then also what what common um, life thought is around expectations, like. Just regular human life. Because I think this is really important to tap into uh, is to bridge these two worlds together, right? Because so often in yoga, we there's a thought process mm-hmm. around something, right? And this thought process, like for example, with expectations, mm-hmm. the, by removing expectations, you're removing suffering. That's, that is the, yeah. that is one of the key, like one of the key thoughts in yoga is like how can you remove suffering well if you remove expectations you're going to remove suffering certainly and removing expectations also sort of forces you to be in the moment in the Mm -hmm. now right because you if you have expectations you're obviously not in the moment you're looking forward exactly but if you have a job and your boss expects you to show up at eight (laughs) it's hard to remove expectations from other people true when you have a performance review next week yes or you have a job or you have to get to school or Mm -hmm. you have a class like there's an expectation that you show up yes. for the class or things like that. Mm-hmm. And you, ha- you have to keep in mind that while you can remove your expectations from a situation, you can't remove other people's expectations from a situation. Um, and especially if it involves general life happenings. Yes. Yeah. The regular existing of yourself in the world, which is mm-hmm. sort of the trouble with the yoga adage of removing the ego or dropping the ego because in yoga and in the practice that's one thing but in quote-unquote regular life it's nearly impossible to drop the ego because otherwise you wouldn't go to work you Mm -hmm. wouldn't put yourself out there to get that job to provide for your family all those things require ego it's how we function in the world so it's it's this weird um balance of how can i take these teachings and integrate them into my life but also realize that there is a limit to their applicability in modern society and just to tie on to that a little bit how can I understand that while I'm applying these thought processes to myself, I cannot apply them to other people 
and, and assume that that is also their thought process. Yes. Assuming that anyone else is looking at something the same way you are with that thought process in or out of the yoga sphere um, is, again, I think setting yourself up for disappointment. Disappointment, exactly. Right? Because what ends up happening in those situations is that you're, you're on your own path, your own personal development journey, and somebody else maybe on a passive path of personal development or maybe they're just happy doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and you don't need to put that added or, you know put your expectations on them yes right and so again that's kind of i think that happens all the time especially when we first find yoga and we first sort of jump into this practice whether it's uh the physical part or the mindfulness aspect wherever people start a lot of times we have this expectation that everyone else will want to uh do it as well or that it worked really well for us so everyone else must find yoga as well like there's this or must like it just must as like much. it just as much just because it's helped me in my life that it there's this tendency to like spread the good word mm-hmm. and expect everyone else to and when someone else isn't interested in we feel kind of dejected that oh well i i love this thing why don't they like it yeah and and that is why don't they see the magic of the practice mm-hmm. or of the teaching or if they could look at things this way if they could only see it this then way then they could be happier yes right like but, oh you could see more joy for another person mm-hmm. if they removed some of the expectations mm-hmm. that they have in their life right yep. and, but again, that's not their path, nor do you control anybody else's path, mm-hmm. right? You can only control your own path. Um, this is something that um, I wrote on Instagram such a long time ago uh, when I knocked Brian Fallon's lyric, and of course I gave him credit for it, <laughs> but uh, something that we always say about our relationship, which is you can't make me whole, I have to find that on my own. Mm-hmm. And also one of the reasons that, um, that we're not married is that I don't own you. And, and you don't story. own me. Yeah. And while we really enjoy being together, mm-hmm. there's there's a separation between us. Yes. That is, makes us individual people, you know, on a path together mm-hmm. very much. But it you have to allow people to go through their own process. Well, there's no expectation that you should be the one to, to complete me. Yeah. Or to always make me feel better or be the sole source of my happiness, right? That's an expectation and a responsibility that if I put on you would be way too much burden to bear. And for me, it takes away my agency. So (laughs) I think that... Even when I'm your boss and I try and tell you things to do. Well, it's cute that you say that you're my boss. I find it cute. When you say that, you know what I think? (laughs) That's cute. I think it's cute and I appreciate it. And you put a smile on my face. (laughs) Because I give such clear instructions that help you become a successful um, apprentice. Yes, yes, just <laughs> like that, just like that. <laughs> but if if I expected you to do all those things for me, then that would be unfair for me to place that expectation on you, and I would be sorely disappointed when there when I couldn't find everything I needed by looking at you instead of looking within. Oh, I'm not pretty enough. You're not pretty enough, and that's what I was trying to say this whole time. That's rude. It's a little cold blooded <laughs> on the podcast, just 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 dropping your true feelings. But it for reminds all to hear. us that that. It's hard to, to I think, find the balance between um, expectation in a positive, healthy way, like being excited, or the difference between excitement and expectation, because I think they're different. Completely. And anticipation as well. I put anticipation yeah. slash excitement kind of in the same category. They're mm-hmm. interchangeable in this conversation yes. specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Because, again, when, you're, when it comes to participating in the world, 
you can remove your expectations from a situation, mm-hmm. but you can't remove other people's. And yes. You can't remove the world's expectations around what you are currently doing, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, if you are in high school or college, right, there's an expectation that you go to class or that you learn something and then that you graduate. Like, that's the yes. expectation from attending college mm-hmm. is that you go to class, you learn something, you graduate, right? That's yep. an expectation of that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be an expectation around getting a job that has disappeared. <laughs> it's not really expected anymore. <laughs> yeah. Used to be an expectation you'd pay back your student loans. Yeah, yeah. by, by getting a job. what Bernie says about that. <laughs> but just the expectation around getting a job mm-hmm. based on your degree, I think, is, is again, a conversation for a different day, but I think yeah. that's very much disappeared. But um, but that's that's the expectation of that process, right? You have a job. There's an expectation that you show up for that job. Mm-hmm. You have to plan accordingly to make that happen. Sometimes that involves many levels of planning. Like so, uh, while there's an expectation on you, you could remove your expectations from a situation and it, and it can actually allow you to have a really positive mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, you take public transportation to get to your job, you show up at the station, your train's not there. You're expecting it to be there, right? You're putting that expectation, my train's gonna be there. And you could be like, oh, fuck it, now I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. or you could look at it, and now I need to take an Uber, or I have to. That's the only yeah. way I'm going to get there, or taxi, or rent a bike, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Get on one of those Bolt bikes. Don't ride Lime. I'm not, that's not a sponsored thing. <laughs> Don't the Bolt, ride the Bolt bikes are just better. <laughs> In my experience, maybe yours is different. Um, but, uh, but right, you have to look at that as like, oh, it's an opportunity for me to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's the type of mindset that I think is really good around eliminating expectations, right? So you're like, okay, instead of doing my regular, regular, okay, this curveball was thrown at me. Mm-hmm. Now I have the opportunity to do something else yeah. as opposed to, oh. I was uh, expecting to be there at X, I Y, and Z, be... and now I am. I mean, unless there, it's hard to balance that though. With yes. real life, like, are there repercussions? Well, you're... you're... Well, of course, so all I'm saying is, is just like the mindset of opportunity as opposed to the mindset of disappointment. Got it. That's yeah. really what yeah. I'm trying to tap into That's there. Not, not like the end of like, oh, you being late for work, but like, Oh, or school, whatever it is. But, oh, this didn't work. There's an opportunity for something else. Well, I think this is one of those things that um, really falls into the on the mat, off the mat category of how do we learn something on the mat and then we apply it off the mat. So like what you're talking about is something, a way that we can apply what we learn on the mat, off the mat. And I think that goes really well hand in hand, particularly with the asana practice and the meditation practice, because in asana, sometimes we expect to be able to do something. Right, we have expectations of ourselves. I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. I've, I've been practicing for long enough. I should be able to do this by now, which is hilarious because we've all been there. We've thought, why can't I do this by now? I should be able to, and it's like says who? Yeah. No, it's like says who really? But I I see this a lot with simple poses, say tree pose, a simple or any standing balance. Right, we all think I should be able to stand on one foot. I expect to be able to do this today, but you can't always, right? It's one of those things that is so dependent on just a million other factors in your body, in the practice. Every day is different. So we expect we'll do something and therefore we get really frustrated when we can't. Watch if you People who fall out of tree pose in class are usually kind of pissed about it. Super. And Super I, pissed about I think it. I've done for and such more a, <laughs> frustrated about that than anything else. A thing I've done for such a long time in teaching is close their eyes and make people do tree pose. Mm-hmm. And you've taken my class a billion times. I've done it for a yeah. year. I think I've done it like since I first yeah, started. For right? years, and years. years and years and years. 
the amount of people that cheat during that just to not (laughs) step the other foot to the floor is 80%. It's astronomical. Because we all want to maintain this expectation of like, I can do this. I'm good at this. And it's all just... And so, okay, I I mean, yeah, close my eyes, but like, he doesn't really mean close my eyes, right? Because God forbid you step a foot down or it doesn't go exactly as you planned in that moment. And then your whole practice is ruined. 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 And the same thing I think goes for in in meditation. A lot of times um, we, you might have a quote unquote really good meditation, like where you really drop in and it feels like, oh, I'm doing the thing. And then the next day, not such a good one. But once we have a couple good ones, we expect that they will all be like that. And then we feel like we're doing something wrong. Why isn't this working? I'm not good at this, whatever it is. Or even start to get a bit superstitious or... Oh, yeah. um, I can't think of another word for it, I guess, but about your preparation to get into the meditation, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so if I'm going to get a good meditation, I need to wake up and be meditating by 6.22 a.m. If yeah. I'm meditating by 6.24, it's thrown out the window. I might not, yeah, might why not even, even bother? Do, why even bother? Mm-hmm. Which is the complete wrong thought process. Yes. To be honest with you, like getting the work done is always better, at mm-hmm. least in my opinion, than not doing it at all. Like that's yeah. just a firm believer in that. Absolutely. Like that level of consistency is, in, is incredible because again, not every day, no matter what, will be your best day. Mm-hmm. Like that, that just is what it is. Yeah. And, and best again is what does that really mean? Right? So I think we can allow ourselves to be excited about things. Um, I think Brene Brown tells a good story about this or has some good examples. I can't remember which book it is, but talking about giving ourselves permission to be excited, mm-hmm. right? So if we say, okay, I'm not going to expect anything, it's almost like the best expectations are low expectations, right? We yeah. think if I don't if I don't expect anything, then I won't be disappointed. It's like a safe way to live your life. It's or kind of to... how I went into the last season of Game of Thrones. Still got disappointed. <laughs> and still somehow disappointed. <laughs> That's a podcast if you want to hop back and listen to us overanalyzing the series in our yes. own weird way. Certainly. But I mean, so... I think that that's a way that we kind of protect ourselves from things as we say, well, I don't expect anything or we self-deprecate about it. But the story Brene Brown tells is just about, you know, if you have a job interview and we go around telling everyone, oh yeah, it's no big deal. I'm just, I've got this thing, but it's okay if I don't get it. You know, we, we downplay it. I love this one so much. And then we go to the job interview. And so it ends on both ends of the spectrum. It's unfortunate once we've lowered our expectations and if we get the job then no one checks on you to say congratulations no one else is excited you're almost not allowed to be excited because you told everyone you weren't yes and if you don't get the job then no one checks on you to see if you're okay because everyone thinks you didn't really care in the first place right and you've convinced yourself that you're not even allowed to be sad about it and so there's really no outcome then that gives you permission to feel how you actually feel you're kind of stuck in this dead zone in between because you've said well it doesn't really matter I, i didn't have any expectation for it this is like one of my favorite, this probably is my favorite Brene Brown thing mm-hmm. um, by, by far, because I think it, in relation to yoga especially, because it speaks to being human and having human and having a human experience mm-hmm. and also not letting a single human experience define you. And it, it is those three things. And I think those are things that most people trip up on constantly. Like you just can't trip up on that or... It's, it's just so common to either completely avoid your emotions mm-hmm. or to let your emotions run you. Well, so how do you, uh, I guess the question becomes, how do you remove expectation without removing excitement or opportunity 
and everything else that comes along with it, right? So because if we remove the expectation, then we end up in the Brene Brown syndrome or situation where all of a sudden we haven't allowed ourselves excitement and we haven't allowed ourselves the emotion of what if this doesn't work, which are both valid. I think, I think you need to just fully allow excitement. Yeah, like, there's no matter what. No matter what. Like just be fully experiencing excitement in any form, right? Because yeah. uh, excitement in my in my mental path, it leads to joy. Certainly. And I think that allowing yourself to be excited about literally anything mm-hmm. is is a raw human emotion, mm-hmm. which is very worth experiencing. And it's also um, very organic. Yeah. Right? And so expectations, that's our current emotional state that we're putting into something. Mm-hmm. But just being excited about about whatever it is, like being excited about an event, being excited about a concert, being mm-hmm. excited about what you're doing, that's always going to lead you to having a better experience. I really agree i just think it makes me think of when um when we don't embrace the excitement of things a lot of times i think it's because we haven't given ourselves permission to Mm -hmm. so when i struggled the most with anxiety or being in lower places in my life i would get wrapped up in this idea that if i allowed myself to get excited about something then maybe it would get taken away from me Mm -hmm. that that i almost like couldn't experience the joy because i was so afraid if i did that then it would go away yeah it's like that that fear-based thing and i've actually felt it more with harvey now being here is that i have such a fear-based love almost i mean it's i've start it started with such a fear-based love and now it's become a more joy-based love with her but at first i was so afraid of something bad happening that it's almost like you can't let yourself experience joy because then what if something bad happens it's like a suit i this makes me kind of emotional yes but as soon as i think about how good something is my brain would automatically jump to how terrible it could be and so giving myself permission to be excited and joyful about how wonderful things are doesn't have to mean oh, okay, how terrible could they be too, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? That it's easy to just say, I'm not going to feel the excitement or joy because then I, I don't want to have to feel that sad either. Yeah. And so it's been a really interesting evolution. It reminds me of when I was really steeped in anxiety and I would feel that way about everything. Mm-hmm. And if I let something be really fun and really good, well, sure, but how long is it going to last anyways? Yeah. Or that's probably just, you know what I mean? Then you just automatically go to that kind of like end of the world syndrome. And she has brought that up a little bit for me. But it's evolved as time has gone on. And now I trust the process more. But the first few weeks, I would definitely say that all of my love for her was was steeped in fear. Like a heavy dose of fear. Um, and there's still fear, plenty of fear. But now that there's a lot more joy and excitement with her that I have given myself permission to feel. That at first I don't think I could. That's nice though. It's, it's yeah. nice to see your own like it's much evol- nicer evolution on this end of, the spectrum. of the thought. I'm, I'm always in the camp of just letting the good times roll. You totally are. But I just... I firmly believe that there'll always be an ebb and flow to everything. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that like there's a linear path to anything in life. It's nothing that I've experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Like there's no this much effort equals this much achievement. This yeah. much achievement equals this much joy. This much money equals this much yeah. happiness. This much love with your partner no... also equals this much happiness. Yeah, no linear formula. Yeah, there's there's no there's uh you know and. You, you'll always be clicking in something and then not clicking in another thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think even tying this back to maybe what we've experienced over the last few months in terms of putting content online, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, life in person right now for us is phenomenal. Like, I, yeah. I, I love life right now. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Like, there's everything that we're doing, I'm, um, I'm fully invested in. I'm, I'm proud of it. Proud of yeah. it. I'm very happy about everything that we have coming up yeah. and and uh everything that we're experiencing like like life with 
life in commune life at commune the <laughs> studio has been fantastic like the community we're growing there is really supportive mm-hmm. not just of the space but of one another which is beautiful mm-hmm. um i'm beyond excited for our 300 hour teacher training that's in november i'm really really excited for our upcoming trips in europe and our 200 hour training we have coming up in february and this is even saying this promotion so i'm just like really happy about yeah. all of these things right um but it's been for because of all the stuff we have going on in person, it's actually been significantly more challenging to post things on the internet or to create things to post really, on the internet. Really, really challenging. And I'm, it's I, I'm taking uh, not intentional breaks from social media. Like I don't, I don't. When people, it's one of the funniest things to me. You know, you're a real person of the social media generation if you feel the need to announce that you're taking a break <laughs> right, from, from social, social media, media. Like, that's whereas other to... people just stop using it for a while and don't think about it yeah like, like like when i'm taking a break i'm like or taking a break, i don't even consider it that in my you know what i mean i'm yeah. like saying that for this but like i don't consider it that at all yes. i'm like oh like i just didn't post oh my god i haven't posted for a week like yes. i just i don't think about it like i don't feel the need to like announce my mm-hmm my stop of using the phone like uh just last week i used my phone on one day i used my phone for 11 minutes really yeah, 11 that is yeah. way less time than me i yeah. have never hit that mark yeah but 11 minutes right and it, and it was just it just it just didn't come up for do you me think that, that could day. possibly be because you keep your phone on do not disturb even when i deeply need to get a hold of you <laughs> could that be part of the reason that your time is so low <laughs> it could be who knows but all i'm saying is just you know it's just it's one of those things that happened like i didn't i didn't put i didn't actively try like oh i'm on a i'm on a digital detox and i need to announce it and make it a thing again when we do that we expect that somehow being on or off of social media will make us feel away yes and maybe it does and now we're then we're bringing the expectation of oh social media is what's wrong mm -hmm. with me or what's wrong with how how i'm feeling not how i'm interacting with it Mm -hmm. um I actually, this is one of my favorite Gary V things. If you guys don't listen to Gary V or don't know who that is, he's a business guy and he's, he's pretty funny about the way he does things. Um, but he, and he's a very entertaining person. He puts out a, a ton of content, astronomical, amount, astronomical of amount of content. I already said that word once today, so I wasn't trying oh, to repeat it, but right. you can it's say probably where I heard it. Though. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I shot it into your brain. <laughs> uh, but he's like the, there's nothing wrong with Instagram. There's nothing wrong with Facebook. There's nothing wrong with Twitter. There's something wrong with you, like and us, and the because Facebook doesn't make content. Instagram doesn't make content. Twitter doesn't People make do. content. People make content. You make content. You consume content. What's wrong with Instagram or social media for you is what you put out there and what you follow. Well, that's what I love. This is actually, I mean, I this is actually this. the same topic because we ex- if you expect social media to make you feel bad about yourself, yeah. that's because you are following accounts and interacting with things that make you feel bad about yourself yes. because it's all designed to keep you on there longer. So if you're consuming things that make you feel shitty, it's because you're consuming things that make you feel shitty. Exactly. And and, and it's true. Or I mean, jealous. Or jealous or, or whatever. sad or, yeah. you know, I mean, there's this amazing whatever. thing. It's called the unfollow button, the mute button. Like, you can use those things liberally and, and you not... you control those things. And you can choose to not... You know what I don't use? Twitter. Because I don't care. And, and <laughs> like, I don't care. And it, for me, Twitter... I go to Twitter when there's an earthquake and I yeah. want to know what it was. I go yeah. to Twitter when we lived in LA and there were fires and I want yeah. to know... Like, for news, I go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I don't consume because it doesn't make me... Not that everything has to make you feel good, but it's not a place that is bringing anything positive into my life that I need. Yeah, and so, so I just don't it. consume it. Exactly. Right? And that's a choice that we all have. And if we expect social media to always make us feel good, but it doesn't, then, yeah, there's a big disconnect there. Yeah, or if you're going on there 
and you're not like it's making you feel away mm-hmm. and this could be for any website any youtube video any anything any show that you're watching yeah. if you're if you're consuming something and it doesn't make you feel positive mm-hmm. why yeah because you're already going to have to deal with the ups and downs of your life you know yes. what i mean the ups and downs of your experience the your job going well your job not going well your your doing well in your schoolwork failing a test, you know. That's inherent. So that's why inherent. I think that's why people when there's this um over glorification of vulnerability, I think on yeah. social media lately, and it's like, well, I don't want to see the perfect anymore. And I totally think that that's a fair thing. I mean, no not everyone needs to see hyper photoshopped like perfect everything is is great and sunny and rainbows and unicorns, but at the same time, we all have a lot of bullshit in our lives on a regular basis. So I also don't blame anyone for only wanting to see positive or or post positive on the internet mm-hmm. in a place that they can control, right? Yeah. It's this idea of like everything else is just going to fly at you how it flies at you. So mm-hmm. if you can if you're consuming content that makes you feel happy, then what's wrong with that, right? Like if you get home from we talk about this in yoga a lot of times when we run our teacher trainings that um in a lot of let's call it like old school yoga is usually what we term it. There can be a lot of um hierarchy teacher student like discipline almost like a sort of like Catholic school mentality where the the teacher is super in control and it's a lot of just barking orders at you. And for most people, their lives are hard enough as is. They, they're getting orders barked at them at work or life is stressful already. So they don't want to come to class and also be treated like shit. Right. So it makes total sense why after a long, hard day at work, someone might want to go to a class where they just feel good. Right. Or why someone wants to consume content that just makes them feel good. Yeah. It makes them feel happy and you're part of something. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really good. I think it helps you embrace the randomness of life yes. so much more. Because again, if you're looking back, right, and we're recording this in my mom's house, which is in Bellevue, which is one of the places that we first lived together. One of the biggest fights that Connie and I ever got <laughs> into was over a frozen pizza. Okay? It was. It was over a frozen pizza. And it was, we went to a show that night um, where I'd bought the tickets and done everything and mm-hmm. got dinner. And then we were like both hungry afterwards. So we went to QFC and um, Carlin grabbed a frozen pizza and I grabbed like an ice cream or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And uh, this is before we were like eating well. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is bad. As I tell this story, yeah. uh, don't, don't follow this order unless you're like eating better frozen pizzas than <laughs> this one was. I don't even remember what brand, but, um, but Carlin just bought the pizza for herself. We, went, we were in a self-checkout line and I thought, oh, we'll split this. I take the pizza. I walk to my own checkout. Yeah. He had the ice cream on his own checkout. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that's such a selfish thought. And it was, you know, whatever. We got into a little, a little tiff about it. Um, and what was funny to, to me about it is how much thought did you put into not getting that pizza? To See, not Zero thought. Like like 2%, right? 2%. Like 2% of like, oh, we'll split this. We like, weren't, that, that's I, we weren't living was. together. We didn't have a bank account together or any of that stuff at that time. So my mindset had always just been, oh, just split it. Yeah, but but like you didn't, it was just, it was from previous conditioning. Yes. It was, it was from nothing. No, there was no more. There was nothing malicious about it. It is just what happened. Yes. It's just what happened. And we got in a fight about it. Mm-hmm. And a legit fight. Like a legit, we slept in different places in the same room mm-hmm. or in the same house, apartment, whatever, that night. Like, Funny boom. story, if you want to know where I slept, it was in the yoga swing. <laughs> Patrick slept in the bed and I slept in the yoga swing. Yeah, right. But that, that, you know, so it was, uh, 
first of all, it was next. It was in such a small experience, mm-hmm. and it was nothing that you did with any sort of intent. And I never expected you to get mad about it. Yeah. And you ha- had expected me to think a little harder about the purchase and, that and, we were and making. I expected you to be a little bit about what, teamwork makes the dream work. About, you know, what you know I mean? like sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had never, I had never expected it to be a thing. I yeah. didn't expect you to get mad about it. And we, so we both had way mismatched, mix, mismatched expectations. On yes, that. exactly. Right. And, and there it was, you know, mm-hmm. and so again, if I didn't have any expectation around Carling's capacity to share, right. <laughs> Could have asked my older brother about that. <laughs> then, uh, then that whole, uh, fight would have been, you know, nullified. Mm-hmm. And if Carling would have had a thought process around, you know, more of a, a coupling or, a, uh, you know. Type yeah. of a thought. Mm-hmm. A terrible language. I don't know why I have no, so No, no, it's fair. I, I had a, it took me a very long time to accept we. Yeah. To accept help and to accept we. My yeah. mindset was we split things. Yeah. Everything is fair. That was pretty much a change point, though, I feel like. That was. That I, was felt pretty, ter- I felt yeah, horrible like after that. Pretty bad. I felt horrible. Yeah. Because um, it was about, what, $4? <laughs> yeah, it was about $4. <laughs> we're talking about this experience, like, we're giving this all this hype. And again, it was still a moment that we obviously remember, right? Because mm-hmm. um, again, this is another. No bullet point podcast edition. Oh, Whoa. someone's at the door. Someone's at the door. Um, that's not gonna get it out. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you you know you're it's you can't manage other people's expectations, but also when you look at how life comes at you, it, there's so much randomness to mm-hmm. it, and there's so many things that happen that aren't intended to put you into one place or another but it does but it does but it does but if you can i think the idea of being really like you said of being really open to excitement on all levels and all fronts can go a long way to removing the almost like the daunting nature of expectation yes which feels a little overwhelming to say i'm going to remove expectation to me almost that feels scary again from someone who likes a little like you know like planning yeah. and control again to you, you like that. order right like, I like so again, order. For, for example like i was saying just a second ago this is another like we are just talking on the podcast like carling likes to have bullet points she expects a bit more of an orderly mm-hmm. operation to things but she's excited about doing the podcast but i'm so excited about podcasting so i have removed my expectations yeah but, but it's true and and i think if you cling on to those expectations that control so tightly it's when we end up one, disappointed because things didn't go as we expected them to, or or we end up dejected because we never even experienced anything in the first place because we had such high expectations or such stringent things or so much fear around it that we never let ourselves go there at all. Yeah, and I also think sometimes when you completely remove expectations, what ends up happening is you also remove your opportunity to have a human experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's just... A, Everything that we really strive for, and you probably hear us talk about it if you listen to all the episodes so far, um, a lot, it's everything is about having human experience. Yeah. Right? You, and you don't want to be tied to any one of your human experiences as, as what defines you or what helps you feel the way you do as a person, right? Because that's not real. But you have to embrace that your human experiences are are part of what make you who you are. And so you want to have those things, mm-hmm. right? You want to acknowledge them, acknowledge the moments where you're happy, acknowledge the moments where you have joy, where you have excitement, acknowledge the moments and the things that make you feel sad, that make you feel disappointed, you know, and, and then move from there, right? Because again, like 
disappointment and losing are some of the biggest motivating things for growth. Yeah, and they're and sure they are negative in a sense, but they are also negative in a powerful sense. Yeah, right. That they they push us exactly. And again, if you are if you have an expectation, right, and you're if you have no expectations, excuse me, and you end up with a lot of suffering, right? or you remove suffering, right, you won't know what makes you suffer. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the the opportunity to really experience. Oh, like I don't want to do that thing anymore because it makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. I have to do that thing and feel bad mm-hmm. first. First to know. You know. I think I've run into this um, a lot since we've had Harvey. Yeah. Um, and before when I when I was pregnant, there was a lot of expectation I think from both of us that once we had her, we would still be able to make a lot of content, speaking in the social media and yoga world. That there was this expectation that- We record a lot of videos. We've recorded a lot of videos. We have done nothing with them, except yeah. rewatch them while she's sleeping. Um, but I, I had this expectation that, okay, it'll be so easy to make content. It'll be so easy to post on Instagram because there, I mean- There's a lot happening. It's a lot We're happening. Already... And in real life, like IRL, there's a lot of joy and moments I want to share. But the reality of it is that I'm not in the place or have the capacity to share them all. Yeah. Nor do I even feel like I want to share all of the special moments that are happening right now necessarily. And so it's this weird balance between I expect I actually expected to be able to share way more than we have, but I don't feel disappointed by it. I feel okay about it. I actually feel a little liberated that yeah. I haven't had to share it all and that we could kind of, you know. And that you feel good about it, right? Yeah. That you don't feel the pressure yes. to make it a thing or not make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I think that's part of the reason. Again, like everything feels really nice in real life, and so um, the there the expectation to or the the need to post and give that experience or share that experience with other people feels a little bit less, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's not it's not for disliking social media like i like social media the same as i always have like there's times where i think it's fantastic when i'm in a streak of finding content that i really enjoy Mm -hmm. um and people are posting content that i really enjoy and then there's times where i'm kind of bored with it and that's just because people are not posting content that i enjoy Mm -hmm. like it's just plain and simple you know it's it's just like the like movies you know what Mm -hmm. i mean there's a streak of time where there ends up being like four movies that you want to see like i'm stoked for movies that are coming out soon we have joker and star wars Mm -hmm. stoked don't even need to watch the trailers nope don't even need that level gonna gonna like it my expectation is i'm gonna love them i just don't need yeah i don't need anything else to be excited about going to see the movie Mm -hmm. right i don't need anything else to get me there and i think that it helps giving yourself that freedom allows you so much more opportunity to to be as you are and to find who you are as opposed to um needing to be what you were before yeah and i feel i find it liberating to not expect to social media wise post every day but to be excited about when I do post, yeah. to share things I really want to mm-hmm. share and feel excited to share them, but not feel this obligation and expect to every day have something meaningful to share, um, which doesn't mean nothing meaningful happened. Yeah, It just means that I didn't share it that day. And it's I find it quite liberating. So I guess that's kind of a release of expectations and embracing excitement. 
Look right? at you. Is it? Yes. That counts. Why not? Yeah. I like it. I mean, you know, I'm just excited that you went and got your teeth cleaned. I'm, I'm still feeling good about it. <laughs> it feels that good, too. right? It feels great. I'm I like, know. why did I, why am I not doing this more often? That was hard in Los Angeles. It was hard. It's hard to get we got a, We got a good dentist here. Yeah. <laughs> dentist here is solid. So, you know, anyways, <laughs> ending on the randomness that the podcast started on, as always, you guys. We ended um, the podcast on the dentist here is solid. Yeah, the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no other dentists anywhere in the world. <laughs> You know, you guys, this is us some... in a nutshell. A lot of like really good thoughts <laughs> mixed with just sheer <laughs> randomness, sheer randomness, and trash, <laughs> and a little bit of trash here and there. And this is how well your brain works with and, the and, newborn, also, yeah, and just laughing at it all the time. Yeah. So you know, I hope you're on you board can, for that. And yeah. if you made it this far, you probably are. Yeah. Uh, as always, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Life in Commune. Um, we will be back next week, as usual. I'm not supposed to, Colleen told me, she gave me a look because I'm not supposed to say as usual because we're embracing the inconsistency of how often these podcasts Patrick's not happen. allowed to make any more promises about days of these the week. These are promise-free podcasts, <laughs> but they are coming. They are. And they are here. There, there is an expectation that there will be podcasts, but there is no expectation as to when they will be out. But there is an excitement about recording them. Yes, there is. All right, y'all. Well, we will talk to you next time. And we will see you, if you're in Europe, hopefully at the Scottish Yoga Conference in Dundee mm-hmm. in a few weeks, um, followed by teaching in Ireland a teacher's intensive in Dublin at Yoga Hub. Then we're teaching in Amsterdam. Um, and then we are teaching in London at Indaba. You can find all that information on patrickbeach.com. Also, just like I said in the beginning, if you could hit us with the five-star review, let us know if you like the podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. Have an amazing day. Bye.